Welcome to this edition of Rural Perspectives, brought to you by Egg Country Farm Credit Services. I'm Megan Overby for the Red River Farm Network. And joining us this week in the Rural Perspectives podcast is market education specialist Katie Tangen. I'm going to talk about a couple things here. Look at the markets, you know, this past week or so and those up and downs, as well as the big question on many farmers' minds is, how do we handle marketing in a drought? Let's first talk about these markets. As I said, many ups and downs over the past week, well, really couple weeks. And so what is driving the mentality of these markets, Katie? We've had, um, you're right, we've had a, a lot of wide swings in the markets and obviously, there's been quite a bit going on, but I think the first thing we have to focus on is one, when we're at higher prices, the volatility is just going to be higher. And we had such a quick turn in the market from last spring, you know, when we were three dollar, you know, three twenty or three thirty or whatever it was, and real small changes every day, you know, now we're up at six dollars for corn, we're gonna have the bigger moves. So that that's the first part of it. They feel exaggerated because it happened so quick. And then it's it's partially normal for this sort of market. The other thing we have here is, you know, some technical trading going on. We had some retracements as we got to the end of May that were uncomfortable. You know, we sell about a dollar, dollar thirty in corn, I think, from the high to the low. But now we've retraced about half of that. And a lot of it has to do with the the weather forecast. We've really gotten into the weather, you know, portion of the year. We haven't had that in quite a while either because we had such uh, plentiful supplies. There really wasn't a whole lot of reason to worry about rationing and what the next crop was going to look like. And that's where we're at this time. And we've seen a lot of that fluctuation is coming with the weather forecast. You know, when we get a, a separate run and then we might set back from where we were. And then this morning, you know, runs were drier and, and we saw a, a move higher in all the crops. That's going to continue to be that way, especially until we get these acreage situations sorted out because we don't know where we are for acres. Um, the, the trade generally feels like we have more corn acres and probably more soybean acres than what USDA has announced, but we don't know that yet. The market's not sure. And that uncertainty is how we're getting this, this volatility. Um, you know, as further we get into June, obviously the crop will be more sensitive but I think there is some acceptance that, you know, the Northern Plains is, is certainly on a a tough spot right now, even if it is early in the year. We have areas of of the Midwest that aren't quite as dry, but are, are tending that way. And that's where a lot of the attention is going to shift here real shortly is what's going on in Iowa, what's going on in Illinois, and in Missouri, oddly enough, too wet. So we have a lot of of situation kind of going right through the heart of the corn belt and the market has to find a balance. That can be really tough. Yes, certainly. Well, of course, uh, you know, especially here in the Northern Plains, upper Midwest region, weather is definitely the story in our own market books. And you and I were talking beforehand about some of the conditions. We went from so cold to now so hot. I mean, temperatures in the triple digits in June in North Dakota. Uh, What are you gathering from farmers, you know, agronomists, fellow people in the industry, Katie, about how this weather is playing out and how it's impacting this young crop? It really is an issue. And like you said, if we just take North Dakota and Northwest Minnesota, 
you look at North Dakota, I would say about three quarters of the state's in real tough shape. You know, we're going to have a week of mid 90s, if not warmer. They don't have much soil moisture to speak of, and that crop is, you know, in a lot of cases, is really going to struggle to make it through this heat. Once you get to the southeast, you know, quarter ish of North Dakota and then move into northwestern Minnesota. It's dry. You know, I, I, the crop should make it through, obviously not without stress, but it should make it through. Uh, but it's going to put a lot of producers, especially in that really dry three quarters of the state, in a, in a situation where they're going to have to decide, you know, what that crop's potential is going to be after this week. They're going to have to look at the sales that they've made if they've made any, and decide what they want to do um, going forward. And that's a, psychologically, it's, it's, it's very, very tough, especially when we have such high prices, because what do you want more than anything is to have some bushels to sell. And instead of that situation, we're going to have producers that are more in, you know, am I going to be able to deliver what I've already sold? Yes, certainly, Katie. Well, as you just ended that uh, point with, uh, there will be a lot of decisions to be made here in the coming weeks for farmers, and we know that isn't easy. Uh, you mentioned a few resources they do have. I mean, say worst case scenario, they don't have much of a crop, or you know, they didn't get a chance to contract anything because they were very uncertain about the potential of their crop. You know, uh, we got to start somewhere though, Katie. Uh, any other pieces of advice when we are making this marketing plan and, and well, essentially remaking it as things change? Uh, what else uh, do you have to share? Yeah, and, and there is going to be a lot of remaking, and not that we don't have to other years. It's just that this year is more challenging because of the production issue. So what we kind of would want to do is, is split crops into two groups. We can talk about your specialties, your sunflowers, dry beans, things like that. Um, a lot of times those buyers offer an act of God contract. Not everyone may take them, but if you did take an act of God contract, they should excuse at least a portion of the bushels that you, you can't deliver. So that helps out. Those crops a lot of times only have an APH type um, insurance policy. Uh, dry beans do have a revenue option. So, you know, we can work things with those a little bit easier. Now, when we start looking at the main crops, when we look at corn, soybeans, wheat, most people are going to have the revenue protection crop insurance option. So if we get to harvest and you have a loss, it's going to pay you out at the higher price. So that helps. Um, but it's still going to be a matter of balancing what you've already sold against what you have to deliver. And if you were real concerned about having a crop last fall, you may not have sold very much, and there's a good portion of the state that, that may fall into that category. Um, they'll still have their crop insurance to, to pay bills and things like that, and nobody wants that, but that's the situation they're in. As you get further east um, and to the south, you know, we had better, better weather longer. We had prices coming up, so we had some fairly aggressive sales by some producers. They'll have to, in the next few weeks, here look and see, you know, what is really the potential of that crop? And can I meet my um, my obligations as they've already been sold on a cash basis? If you feel like you are not going to 
be able to fill those contracts. There is a certain, um, I guess, reflex that, well, I'm just going to wait and see if the price drops. I, maybe it's, and then I can buy out for cheaper. I would say first one thing you need to do is have a conversation with the elevator manager. Let them know what's going on. Tell them your situation. They are, probably aren't going to let you out of the contracts right now, but the sooner we have that conversation, the sooner they can start preparing. And it's always easier to roll you know, some of those contracts to the next crop year if you're one of the first ones to ask. Because at some point here, if it's that widespread of a drought, we're going to have everybody having that problem, and then the, the elevator manager is going to have to deal with it just a hair differently. But in most cases, they'll try to work with you as much as they can. Now, remember, they have their business that they have to deal with as well. So everybody is going to have to work together as we get through this, and communication is going to be so important with that. Yes. Well, thanks so much, Katie, for this week's information in the Rural Perspectives podcast. Uh, Always good to chat with you. Yeah, it was enjoyed speaking with you too. That's the latest edition of Rural Perspectives, made possible by Egg Country Farm Credit Services. You can find out more by visiting eggcountry.com. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Megan Overby for the Red River Farm Network.